Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Hey, welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast, episode 21. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Thomas Hughes. What's up, everybody? What's going on? We're 21. Yeah, I know. We're old Woo-hoo. enough to drink, I guess, right? Had to make that That's joke. pretty cool. Have to make that joke. I didn't even think about it until oh, you have to make that joke. Really excited for that. Yeah. We should have done shots for this, right? Damn. Or play blackjack. Or both. Yeah. That's or true. both. Um, I like that. It's been a kind of it's been a fun week in sports. Uh nothing too crazy. We just had, you know, we got an announcement for an NBA tournament we'll talk about. We got some home run derby, all-star game stuff we'll talk about. But first, let's talk about our show. Uh this week, Tom and I, this weekend anyway, I should have said. Me and Tom went to Nashville for a couple days. Uh, I think that show's getting bigger. It's pretty good. But, Tom, why don't you give me your uh, spin on it? So it's it's always funny leading up to the national with shows because it's a different dynamic. Uh, there's a lot of people holding stuff for the national, buying specific things for the national. Uh, so it's always a unique feel. So you don't always know what to expect walking in. Uh, but we went in, really good buying for the first kind of day and a half. Mm-hmm. And then the last day and a half, it kind of slowed up. And I think – the people who were looking to move the stuff were able to kind of move that the first kind of day and a half. And then the stuff that people were kind of wanting to hold and didn't want to move so much, it might've been a little higher priced on. They kind of sat on a little bit uh, after they kind of made their money early in the show. But overall it was a good, good buying show for us. Um, a lot of the big dealers are there. A lot of the, the big names are, are hopping in because one, it's a good show. And two, Everyone lives in Nashville. I was to say because it's Nashville. That's a big part of it. I will say this: is, we went to the show last year, and um, I don't know how long it's been going on. Felt wasn't last year its first go at, go around. Um, it's that was the first year we went. Okay, um, we've gone to three of these now. Because I was going to say the year when we went before, it was a little smaller. There was more memorabilia stuff. Not as much on the card end. It was kind of a weird show, but like I said, it was new to us. And this year, it's. It feels bigger. It looked bigger. There were more people there. A um, lot more cards there. A lot of cars just moving hands. Like it was, like you said, in the first day and a half, everything was moving. And then people started saying, well, uh, I won't do this deal because maybe I'll be able to get more at the Nationals. So they're kind of holding off. But it was still a good time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's also, uh, as we as we build props for the National, which we'll be talking more and more about the next couple of weeks here, Um we actually had like a checklist, which we don't usually have. It was the best. So it's the most fun I've ever had. So we were like, "Hey, we know we need to build buy for this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need we know to we got to buy for VIP football, VIP basketball, um, and we do real specific runs. So like uh, the basketball is going to be number ten or less. So it's fun hunting cards that are right. number ten or less for basketball instead of just going out there and just buying. And just buying. Oh, that's cool. Random, but yeah, but so it's almost like a little bit more of a hunt where right. usually it's just we walk around. It's cool. We buy it. Uh, there are specific things we were kind of looking for. Uh, bought a lot of football one one so we can release that for the national. Uh, and it was just it was fun kind of being on the hunt for specific stuff, which we usually mm-hmm. don't do. Yeah, because Pat- Patrick, I don't really know if you remember, but when we're buying cards, if we're sitting at a booth, you'll just see it. There'll be the long line of nerds yeah. with all of their cards they want to give us. And it's not like it's not fun. Honestly, it's like you sit there for a bit. You can see a bunch of cool cars. You talk to people and like, yeah, that's exciting. But like you're sitting there and it's just constantly, here's a deal. Here's a deal. Here's a deal. I don't like this. People try and argue with you, et cetera, et cetera. But like Tom said, this time it was like, 
me and him personally, we were looking for a, a curry, a curry auto for the one product we're going to build. And we're finding it. We're finding some are too high, some are too low, some aren't right. And it was just like, you get to go. It's just like, a, like you said, a different dynamic. It's and an it, mission. It was a, completely a mission. And mm-hmm. that was a lot more fun. It's great to have objectives. I yeah, guess. Oh, absolutely. It's almost like a video game at that point. Yeah. Super fun. So Nashville, the show was great. Um, we also had some interesting things while we were uh, hanging out in Nashville. You want to give them your story? Because I know it's, it's more your story than my story. Um, so we I always miss the good stuff. I'm never, I'm never invited to the good trips. <laughs> always. Um, so we always stay in Midtown. It's a little bit off the strip, uh, but there's some bars there, some good good places to eat. Um, and last time we were there, I was with Jeff, and we actually randomly met into bumped into a girl who has a bench warmers card. For people who know, um, there was cars or bench warmers. You know, the little little bit risque. Um, they're not around anymore, but it was like a random thing that we did. So it's kind of a place we go to. We, we go back uh, this time with Joe and I'm standing there and I look over and I see this gentleman. I'm like, that looks like John Daly. Ugh. Joe's like, there's, nah, no, there's way. no way it's John Daly. Get out of here. Yeah, he's I'm getting like, on stage behind the house. Band. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's this John Daly. I think he's talking to the band. He's walking up there. And then as Joe's turning to talk to me, they go, John yeah. Daly's here and he's going to sing with the band. And like the place goes nuts. Because I, I looked at him and I was like, holy crap that is john daly yeah. like, what's he doing that's awesome that he's just hanging out what there. gave it away the beer or the cigarette i got it <laughs> it was definitely the beard at the time but like i was i didn't get a good look at him at first yeah. i was like nah it's just some weird old guy telling him how much because it happens all the time that people walk up to the band and either request songs or right. just tell them how great they're doing or buy him a shot or whatever and instead they're like it's john daly and all of a sudden he he gets up he gets a guitar he's already having the bag because of course he sings uh, "Knocking on Heaven's Door." Does the whole does the whole spiel? It was it was like, all right, this is how Nashville is going to start. It's yes. going to be exciting. And uh, like I said, we had we had a good time there. Other than the fact that I got strep throat, which was really cool. Oh, nice! After that, I woke up the next day and my tonsil was the size of a golf ball. Oh. Right to the minute clinic, take a penicillin. I'm fine. It doesn't really matter. But Nashville was still fun. We were there for a couple of days. Um, definitely becoming one of the best shows to go to, just because of. The everything, the people, the, like I said, the cards that we're finding, and then obviously the atmosphere afterwards. Definitely a destination for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sounds oh. like a John Daly. <laughs> Anytime you're around John Daly, it's not like you're in church. No, not <laughs> not in the least. Quite the summer. opposite. No, I guess I guess they were saying he was in town because he's really good friends with Kid Rock, and there was a chance Kid Rock could have showed up too because Kid Damn. Rock had a concert there that weekend. Too. I was just... Whatever. What would you have done at that point? I, mean, <laughs> I would rather see John Daly than. Of course, yeah. No, I would have just went. Oh, that's everybody. Would. I would have went. Oh, that's just how today's going. Get in the pit and try to love someone. Yeah, but that's, exactly. But that's kind of one of the cool things about um, Nashville is that there's people there all the time. Mm-hmm. Celebrities. There's a t- obviously a ton of country musicians that got their start there. So you really never know what you're going to kind of bump into by chance. And you walk in, and all of a sudden, some big names playing a, a show or jumps on stage or whatever. So it's always fun. Um, Funny, funny enough, when we were in Vegas for the industry summit, John Daly was actually in Vegas and somebody ended up getting a picture with him in Vegas at like three o'clock in the morning in front of a fountain. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that was a great picture. So, oh yeah. All smiling. uh, I'm sure. But so that's two, two, two times in a row, I guess that I I saw John Daly somewhere. That's awesome. I guess there's a lot of shows in between, but when was the last time you went golfing? I've gone golfing once this year. I've seen John Daly twice. So, yeah, and I was, I was talking to Tyler about it when, when we heard uh, that you guys were when you saw John Daly. I was like, the two people who probably don't golf at all in the office get to run into John Daly multiple times. I, I mean, I like the golf. I just I'm don't a world don't champion time. mini golfer. Yeah, yeah. Patrick. <laughs> all right. And so, what? Oh, you have one more, say, one more and, anecdote. I want to say we did 
you know, when we were making our list of people we'd want to golf around with. I think That's John Daly's name one. came up a bunch. He's, so he's got to be one A, one B. Yeah, he, he has a golf course right around Nashville. So yeah, I think he's got a golf course in Canada too. But it's just well, John Daly, if you ever listen, we'd love to golf with you. Come be our come be come be our fourth. Yeah, good luck. You might have a new stalker out there. His name is Tom Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Just, just seems to be all the way around when you're around. Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, um, sports stuff happened. Uh, let's just get right into the home run derby. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick that if you were listening to our last show, the one thing I told you after our derby chatter was since all of us pick somebody, the one thing you should do then is go bet on, bet on Vlad Guerrero. And that was the truth. And that, uh, you should have taken our advice. Vladdy Jr. becomes he, him and his dad become the first father son combo to win the home run derby. He smacked 72 home runs on his way to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat Randy Rosarena in the final. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to Randy for a yeah. hell of a run there too. I don't think anybody had on the electric dream machine, bar. baby. He's on my team. Like, it doesn't mean anything, but you know, it means represent everything. for the team. We can talk about represent. It. It means everything. It means everything. Represent, represent. Um, yeah. So, any uh, any comments on the derby? So that derby almost played out exactly like a collector would want, right? Uh, one, Julio does unreal things. Hits forty one, breaks the record in front of the people, in front of his hometown. Reminds himself of remind, yeah, but reminds everybody months. like, hey, I'm that guy, right? And and let's be honest. We're gonna remember the forty-one home runs almost as almost as much as we remember Vlad winning the home run derby. Yeah, like absolutely. those moments. I think people might think of Oddly Rushman. Well, that's so, I, that was my I love that as an. I knew, I knew I wanted to jump yeah. the gun on him. I wanted to take the, I wanted to take, <laughs> take the away from him. sugar away from him. Uh, Adley going up there hitting twenty-one home runs and then extra time Switch. switching sides and hitting six more. I will say this though: when he switched sides. People, it blew their mind. People, it was like the first time they ever saw a switch hitter before. Like Otani does it, yeah. right? No, Otani's only lefty. Yeah. Um, but when he when he did the switch, people were like, "Oh my god, he switches side! Are you are you kidding me? This guy's hitting home runs with both sides." It was like, "Yeah, that's why he got drafted." And then he yeah. went what six of eight? Yeah, in extra time. And just yeah. People didn't understand the concept of a switch hitter in the home run derby. But, so I, I I thought about this because. I think it's never been done before. I thought I read that no one's ever done it. Um, do you think like he's like, you know what? I'm kind of tired this way. I'm going to switch sides like and use different muscles and, and be a little fresher. Like, is this going to be a new technique that people use uh, to do this? I don't know. I think he just decided to say, I can do this. So let me do it. Yeah. He was feeling it. It worked out. I mean, and that's the thing. It was like awesome. He hit 27 and he loses anyway. Because Luis Robert or Robert, however you want to say it, he came right up and just smacked twenty eight and kicked him out. Yeah, it's tough. It's Which tough, is super, man. But good for him. And then did he get injured? He had injured. So on the that's, that was the only downside. He he uh, he did tweak something and did not play in the All Star game. Uh, he said it's he's not worried about it. That it was just precautionary. Yeah. But as a guy who has not stayed healthy and finally this year is having a really good year yep. um reminding everybody why everybody graded his cards <laughs> a couple years ago exactly <laughs> uh for him for him to possibly get hurt would be a big down downside there but um you know all those guys all the young guys did well you know Adolis Gar- Garcia mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't know him not a, really a household name did pretty good I only had 17. Um, you don't get to twenty; it's just a bum. Well, Mookie Betts had eleven. Poor, poor Mookie. Yeah, but Mookie, Bet, Mookie Betts came right up and said, "I don't know why the I'm average, in this." The average is in the twenties. I mean, if you got in the twenties, Mookie I mean, Betts had eleven, but he was like, I, "I'm not. Re- I really shouldn't be in this." Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I bet he did. He did. At, at one point, he's looking at all the massive people around him and just hitting twenty home runs. Why would I want to do this? But because <laughs> why am I out here? Because 
how many people's childhood's dream is to be in a home run? Yeah, maybe he just wanted to do like, it. I would like, do sure. it. I, like, well, well, of course, we'd all do We'd all do the dunk contest, too, because well, no. who wouldn't want to win a dunk contest? I, is there a trampoline? Level? No, but I'm saying if you, if you were able to do yeah. those feats, like hit 21 home runs in a sitting, yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. Can you guys name the uh, top three uh, players who have the most home runs and home run derbies? Pete Alonso. What number was he? One. That's true. Let's <laughs> try to make it a little difficult. You guys know who number two or number three is? Griffey? Nope. Not even on the top ten. Who's done multiple home run derbies? Maglio or Donez. <laughs> no, but I should, he should be. Is Vlad, Vlad on the list now? Vlad is two. Yeah. yeah. Number three is Julio. Who wow. was already there? Yeah. That's Four is Pujols. Okay. Five is Jock Peterson oh. and Juan Soto. Tied. Okay. And Todd Frazier, Giancarlo Stanton, Randy Arizarena, and Prince Fielder. No kidding. Not That's a bad crazy. list. No. I thought Mark McGuire would be on that more. It's good. Well, they changed how it was done. Yeah. yeah. So it's the, the way they can do it, they get the, a lot more. They get a lot more. Yeah. Dangers. Oh, yeah, because they get... It's not the 10 outs. Yeah, anymore. which was great. I like that way almost better. I mean, I now you get more volume of home runs, but it was more... Uh, you had to be tactical. Like, you couldn't... Just swing at everything. Yeah. Like, I like that. Like, watching uh, Mark McGuire hit home runs out of uh, Fenway when he did it yeah. was just... I mean, yeah. it was just great. And just one after another were just bombs. There's positives and negatives to both ways. I get it, though. This one is more fun for TV. And I think the players actually have more fun doing it this yeah. way. Still the best all-star game or uh, all-star anything, in my opinion, is the home run derby. Yeah. So does everybody's card values go up because of this? Because it was super fun. Everybody was into it, et cetera, et cetera. Except for Mookie Betts, that bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think most of those guys get a bump, obviously. Hopefully Robert's not hurt and that could kind of right. counteract that. But, yeah, once again. Guys, we like we said, people people in the hobby know who Julio Rodriguez is. He, if he wasn't last year, is now a household name. Mm-hmm. Adley Rushman is a household name now. Obviously, these people in the hobby know all these people. It's not changing. The per- person who's at shows every day, this isn't affecting, oh, well, this guy's good now. Right. But it does bring the your general collector, your average collector, into the into the hobby more, into the space to buy these cards, which will drive it up some. I feel like a Rosarena would get a bigger bump because I feel like he was the lowest value out of some of these bigger names. And like now people are going to pay more attention to him. I so, feel like people didn't think of him as a home run hitter to begin with, more or less. He's just a good player. He's now a it's really like good a, ball player. Oh, this guy can hit dingers yeah, too. Great defensive, great in the outfield. And I think now that people know I, he's the, got a bat. To I think the knock on him, unfortunately, is he plays for the Rays. Um, just not a huge market, not huge collectability because of that. And listen, they're they were the best team in baseball for most of the year. I know they had a, a slide the last. I think they're still in first place. Ten years, I think, or ten games. I think they're behind the Braves now. They're still the number one in the AL oh, overall, but overall yeah, in the AL, the yeah, 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 yeah. So the team that has a chance to win the World Series, he's their best player. Uh, but just a smaller market that doesn't have the collectability. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, look at a lot of that. You know, Julio for Seattle, not a huge market. Adley no. for Baltimore, not a huge market. So it's good for these these guys to have that opportunity to to show themselves to the world. Yeah, the Derby was great. Um, the All-Star game didn't have a, a ton of runs, but it was still a little exciting. Uh, did you guys watch the game at all? A little bit here and there. I yeah. know it was really low scoring. Um, kind of not. I'm sure that's not what everybody was watching wanted, but I enjoyed it. I, I'm surprised it's not like this every single time. 
because you get all these pitchers that are basically the best of the best of the best. And they just got to go through one inning to go throw whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I understand these hitters are great and fantastic, but to me, I'm surprised that all these games aren't three, two, four, three. Like when you get an offensive explosion, it just boggles my mind that these great uh, pitchers get lit up. I feel like the pitchers usually, they don't want to like throw their arm out because when you're pitching, you're not going to try and just constantly whip a hundred miles per hour in the all-star game. Like you kind of want scoring because it's more for the fans, blah blah blah. But uh, the game matters now. It, it does though. It really it does in a way. And of course, um, I think it's more interesting that the National League hasn't won since 2012. I didn't yeah. realize it's been that long. Yeah, neither did I until they lost or until they won. But it comes up, and then uh, Diaz from the Rockies steps up, hits a game-winning home run. I love that. One, it's the Rockies. Right. He's he's only on the team. No offense to him is. That every team gets every team a, gets a guy, gets a guy. Mm-hmm. and if he wasn't on the Rockies, he's probably not an All Star. He's kind of been a journeyman. Um, he's never been a, a big star in this league. Gets the opportunity, first All Star game. He's in three twenty one, and to have that two seventy seven, I think. Oh, I just read it. Oh, his his average at home. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> oh, um, I tried yeah. my best for him, um, but but he has a moment of a lifetime that he will, that will, he'll remember he'll pass on to his kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And if, if he plays for 10 more years and does nothing significant, he's always going to have that moment, which is great. That is pretty cool. Um, Yeah. So what, so I do have a question. So one thing about the Oscar game, because it was three to two and low scoring, it didn't give social media enough to like freak out about, because there were no, you know, tons of scoring and plays Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So one thing people kept complaining about the most, and I'm going to ask your guys opinion on this is that, the jerseys. So now that back in the day, everybody would just wear their own team's jerseys, just, you know, with dark and light. And that was fine. Now they have obviously American and national league colors of the host team. As we saw, would you rather it be the way it was where it's like everybody wears their own Jersey or not? I'm laughing because I think this is for people to like, I love how they freak out about it. I Like you have to freak out about something in the all-star game and you freak like the thing you pick about the jerseys, like, I, it doesn't matter to me okay. what they wear. I didn't know if you had an opinion. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying based off you, but like for the people out there who are like chastising oh, about no, I like get the it. jerseys and stuff like that, like can pick something else to actually go after. But I thought it was cool when they wore their own jerseys. I also think it's cool if they come up with a really unique design for both teams. Like if you were to reach out to like a local artist and be like, create a jersey for the for the All Star team. That's good. Yeah. What do you got? So as a card guy, I love it. Because you can get specific All Star Game mm-hmm. worn patches, so that, that. which is a different uniform. So it to me it it creates some rarity for some stuff where you can get cool, you know, you get a lot of like Dynasty patches that can have um, a, a All Star Game patch, or you have you know different different cards that you know all of a sudden you have a Judge in a blue jersey that's kind of like different and cool. So as a collector, it, it creates that ability to have unique items. Mm-hmm. Knew that was going to be your answer. That's what I was going to say. So that's all I got on that. Um, yeah. So then, like I said, All Star Game happened, but uh, future All Stars were also drafted this week. Uh, the Major League Baseball had its ridiculously confusing draft, but uh, Tom, you, you had some thoughts on. Yeah. That. So obviously, it's like thirty rounds, and half these guys will get drafted next year. And Guy from Canisius got drafted. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, sixth round. Nice. And I, it's always to me one of the funny things is that every other team's draft is in the off season. Yeah, this and is baseball does it season. right in the middle of the All Star Game. Uh, when I was in Colorado for the for the, the show in the All Star Game, there 
we went to the to the fan thing and got to walk in and got to sit down and watch some of the draft. Like it was later round, so like no one really cared, but you got to like walk in, which was kind of cool. But to me, this is card guys love the draft because the way to make big money in baseball is Bowman's mm-hmm. and getting these guys first Bowman's and finding guys that you really like and investing in them. Um, LSU guys went one and two. Uh, first pick was a pitcher, which isn't great for the hobby because people do collect batters more. They tend to have yeah. um, a safer floor because of pitchers every three years have Tommy John now. Guy yeah. was great, though. Um, Guy's great. But he's fantastic. Paul Skins. Yeah. 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 Great guy. Great pitcher. Um, and then his teammate Dylan Cruz gets gets uh, drafted two. Um, pick two, three, four, five are all outfielders, which is kind of unique. Um Max Clark, a high school kid, went three to the Tigers, super high ceiling, but as a high schooler, super unknown. Um, I see him in single A. I really liked Wyatt Langfield, who the Rangers got at four. Um, Why do you like him? Um, He he plays for Florida. I like Florida, but I think he is a guy that can step in probably in a year uh, and play ton of ton of power potential. uh, Big bad. It's going to stick. Can stick in center field potentially. So. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I like Rhett Louder. Yep, for the yeah, Reds. I think good. the Red is, the Reds need pitching to really go up to the next level, and I feel like he's going to be just a great addition. Um, you guys heard of Bryce Eldridge? I know the name, but I don't know why I know the name. Tell me. So why I know I've the name. I've seen him refer to this, and I hope he's not going by this nickname, and it's just other people saying it. Um, but the American Otani. Um, so he's drafted 16th by the Giants. He plays first base and he is a right-handed pitcher and he is good enough to do both, to do both. He's a power hitter. Um, but are you, are you uh, calling yourself the American Otani is so off-putting because you can be like Otani and pitch and play first and be decent at it. He's so good at it. He's head and shoulders above anybody. There's been nobody else. Yeah. But he's just so That's talented it. at his positions. Like you can be good. You're not Otani good. I yeah. think calling yourself the American Otani. So once again, I don't think ridiculous. he's calling himself that. I think anybody, other pundits anybody. Are it's such a bad nickname too. At least call yeah. him like Ao, something Ao. <laughs> that's way better than American Otani. Like that's so dumb. I hate that. I don't know. Uh, There's got to be a better name for it. Yeah, but I think obviously he'll be somebody that people will probably be chasing pretty early um, because he has that dual threat. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Brendan McKay. I don't know if you guys remember that name. Uh, he was another dual prospect for the Rays a few years back that never really panned out. I think he kind of stalled in AAA. But it's interesting now to see any of these guys trying it because before it was such a taboo thing that you're one or the other. Just pick one. And Otani has kind of broken that mold uh, for everybody. So do you feel like the couple of names that you mentioned here, are these people that are these players people should invest in a little bit? Just It can't be that much to invest in these guys right now, is it? Uh, well, obviously when their first Bowman's come out, they'll, some of these guys will be the hits and products and they'll, they'll be yeah. pretty, pretty expensive. Obviously we saw what happened with Drew Jones this year. Okay. Um, you had the bounty on that. that. You expect um, that again? I, we're seeing more and more bounties. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, now this year it's not quite the same because obviously Drew Jones being son of Andrew Jones, yeah. there's a little bit more, but some of these guys are going to be, you know, big names, highly sought after. Um, so you might see some of that stuff. To me, where you make your money um, is getting the guys that are lower drafted, yep. not the top, top guys. 
Um, so I'm gonna throw a couple names that I really like um, that are late first rounders. Baby buys. Um, I like it. I like Braden Taylor uh, from TCU, who the Rays drafted. Once again, Rays don't sell much unless they're prospects. Because <laughs> the the Rays, we know the Rays mindset. Let's let's build the player up. Yeah. Because by midseason, it's gonna be down. Because well, because because in four or five years when they want to get paid, they're not gonna pay them and they're gonna trade them for a bunch of top top guys. Yeah. So they always have a really good system. Um, so I really like him. Uh, Arjun Nimala, mm-hmm. the high school kid, the Jays took, who I thought could go in the top ten, uh, fell to twenty, and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Colin Hauk. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, shortstop for a Mets. Another guy that has some real toolsy guy uh, in the big market in, in New York. That could be someone that would be a, a good buy. Not bad. People write those down. Uh, when the Bowmans come out, go get them. And and then you can tell me how wrong I am when none of those guys pan out. <laughs> that's the best part about being There's right. so many prospects in baseball. Uh, listen. You'll literally be the, the last guy in the draft. The the best advice I can give for, for someone who is not a, a prospector now. Um, it takes a lot of time to get some of these guys are really, really good at it um, is diversify. Go in, go in on four five, ten guys and buy a handful of them. And then if you hit on three or four, you're going to make your money back. Um, putting all your eggs in one basket is not the thing to do. I know I've said that before because um, you're going to miss. There's going to be guys, guys you, you love that don't don't make it. Um, a couple years ago, I, I really liked Garrett Mitchell and Ed Howard. Uh, Mitchell from uh, yep. the Brewers and Howard mm-hmm. from the, the Cubs. Uh, neither one of the guys have really taken off. Um, maybe there's still time for them, but you, you have to you have to take the go with the bad and understand you're going to take some losses. But if you hit in a couple, you can you can really make some money. What do you think about Tony Romo's son, uh, Drew Romo? Wow, popular name. Yeah, you like <laughs> that? You? He is. Uh, I think he's drafted by the Rockies. Do you think that could be a good pickup? Um. So obviously. Go ahead. I was gonna say he had a lot of potential prospect wise, like I think like two years ago or something like that. Listen, anytime someone has name recognition, you're gonna get an initial bump. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to be a little bit careful because some of those might be high to start, and if he doesn't pan out, they can drop pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and you just got, you you have to know kind of what your starting price is, and sometimes some of these guys' their starting price is so high it's hard yeah. to really make some money off him. So at the time his prospect card was going for like a hundred bucks, I think for his autograph. That's crazy. All right. Um, well, that pretty much sums up everything for, for baseball. So let's get into some big news that happened in the NBA. The NBA has announced that they're doing an in season NBA tournament. There's going to be a whole thing with the winners are going to get, what is it? $500,000. If they make the championship, there's going to be an NBA cup. There's going to be an in tournament in season tournament, MVP an all tournament team, all that other jazz. Um, for those who don't know what it is specifically, I can just uh, give you a quick rundown. Basically, there's two parts to the in-season tournament. There's the group stage and the knockout rounds. Every team's randomly drawn into a group of five teams within their conference. They will play four group stage games facing each team in their group once. The six group winners will advance to the knockout rounds along with two wildcard teams, the team in each conference with the best record in the group stage games that did not win its group. The knockout rounds will be single elimination. Now, every group... Every group stage game and the quarterfinals and semifinals will count as regular season games. The quarterfinals will be played in the market with the higher seed team hosting, while the semis and championship will be played at a neutral location in Las Vegas. The championship game, however, will not count as a regular season game. Uh, pretty mixed reactions to it when it was announced. Uh, Tom, how do you feel about it? 
I think it's very gimmicky and I am not a big fan of it at all. Um, I understand the thought is you're trying to get players not to sit as much. Um, people, the fans are coming to games and you go to see the Lakers and LeBron says, Hey, you know, I'm taking this night off for rest. Um, it kind of hurts the fan experience, but all this really does is just move those games. He sits to other games. It doesn't change the fact that he's still going to sit games. It doesn't change the fact uh, that these guys are still going to be doing load management. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, to me, a gimmicky thing to try to Stop. create something. Patrick, you look like you have something to say. No, just load management in the NBA to me is just so funny. I mean, guys used to play every single game, and now they'll play. They also only had 10-year careers, too. Right. No, but I, I understand that if you take care of your body, you should be able to play longer than mm-hmm. – I, I don't know. Load management to me in, in a uh, non-contact sport is funny. Patrick, if the Knicks win this tournament, how pumped are you? I could care less. See? <laughs> I, could, I could genuinely care less because it means nothing. What they're trying to do is just basically uh, talk up the regular season games that don't mean anything at the beginning of the year because it's going to start in November, yeah. November 3rd-ish. So it's, you're taking the front half of the season that doesn't matter at all and trying to make it matter when it doesn't. So what's wrong with that? It's not going to work. No well, one. How no do you one, know that? No one's going to care that much because no one cares about those opening. Well, those now there's a reason games. to care. No one's still going to care. I mean, you could pay the, the people, then, then they'll care, pay the fans. Then they'll care about it, but like the first, the first season games, I just don't, I just don't seeing holding any value in any way, shape, or form because you have eighty two games. So the oh. first, the first ten games of the season that you're going to play this in season tournament will mean nothing. Just like if you didn't have the in season tournament, I, I disagree a little bit. But all all it's doing is changing the dynamic. So those ten, those ten games that are playing or whatever it is, yeah. They're gonna care about those, and then the next five games, they're gonna be like, "Well, I'm gonna sit this one. I'm gonna sit this one." So you're just you're just moving around when people are playing. When, when you're, people when actually going. care. So it it to me, it doesn't change the, the the dynamic of the way that teams are gonna run their business. Uh, to me, if you want to do fun stuff, you do a big one on one tournament, a big three on three tournament, two on two tournament, and you get these guys playing and do something different that they want to say, "Hey, I'm the best." Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the WNBA. Uh, you, can, you can look what you want about w, WNBA, but they are doing another season um, to prevent some of the players from going overseas, and they're doing a three-on-three tournament, kind of like the um, drawn a blank. What's the three other three-on-three tournament? Big three. The, the big three. Yeah, it's a different dynamic. It changes the look of the game. It changes the feel. It's something to get excited about. I like watching those games. It's it's cool watching the three-on-three tournament. It's a different game. Um, I, I just think they're missing the boat, and they're trying to create something that's there's not there. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you then. Um, in-season tournament happens. Somebody unexpected goes off, ends up being named tournament MVP. Do you think that's going to make their card value shoot up, though? I mean, short term, very short term. Okay. Um, but it's not going to be the same effect as winning an NBA championship, winning an MVP, uh, because, you know, we, we've seen it all, all the time. A player gets hot for a little bit. You see their, their value goes up. It's the same type of thing, except now they're going to get a little ward for being the hottest player in a two-week span or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's just going to be like uh, the NCAA when they do the preseason tournament games and they all go to Maui or something like that. It's, yes, the Maui Invitational. Look yeah, at you driving Maui. It's the right? same thing. Yeah, It's essentially the same thing that they're trying to do. You're just trying to get more eyes on the game before – because those games don't matter. When you, when you don't put any value on it, it doesn't matter. It's just a regular season game, so no one's going to watch the San Antonio Spurs versus – I don't know. Name somebody in the West that doesn't matter. 
they're gonna they're you're actually gonna get eyes on a game that might matter, but it doesn't. Well, you're gonna tell me that people aren't gonna care or watch games that don't matter yet. Here's people watching Summer League. Uh, Summer League's been happening. I haven't watched any place. Summer League. Well, how have you not been? Because, I mean, Summer League's began. I, I think the biggest news, obviously, coming out of it was Wemby coming out and assaulting Britney Spears. No, I'm kidding. He didn't assault <laughs> It was his Britney, bodyguard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I heard she was there, man. No. It doesn't matter. Britney Spears comes up, taps Wemby on the shoulder or whatever. Speaking She's, in a British accent. Yeah, oh, did you really? I didn't yeah. hear that part. I don't even want to talk about it. Wemby. Wemby. Wemby, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo, Wemby? <laughs> Bam! The security slaps her hand away. Backhanded, by the way, which is, is so disrespectful. She's not, oh, no. She, they, they knocked her, her hand, hand away and her hand, hand she hit herself. <laughs> so yeah. you're That's reaching, even better. You're reaching the tap on it they swipe her hand away and she hits herself in the face so anyway (laughs) the curse of britney spears was real for all of one day as (laughs) women yano and i'd have like two points and two for nine and his quote was something along the lines of i had no idea what i was doing out there (laughs) (laughs) uh when we had a terrible time and of course for at least 48 hours or whatever it was his career was over and he was a bust and then he came out and played pretty well again you want to talk about that one yeah so obviously his first maybe his first game jitters um, but he was two for nine shooting and it was not, uh, not what people hoped. Yeah. Second game. He looked every bit the part of the guy that they think they're going to get 27 points. I think he had in that one. Um, him shooting three, three pointers are just so weird to me because he's so tall. Like yeah. the, the trajectory of the ball is so different than like Steph. <laughs> but so but even the me. game, even the first game, you can see that he's going to be a problem for some people defensively because mm-hmm. of his length and stretch it out. Um, well, no, for when he's playing defense. Oh, gotcha. um, now, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to man him up against a big guy down low, I think he's not gonna have much of a chance. But going against um, some of the younger guys, you know, he played Scoot Henderson, and the the length is gonna bother guys. He had a lot of blocks. Mm-hmm. He can get his hands on a lot of things you don't think he can. Um, so I think he's gonna be all around good player as long as he can stay healthy. Um, a couple other things I don't know. Like I said you didn't watch much. Um, Scoot Henderson got hurt, which is a big blow to to me and me pumping up his cards. Uh, You're kind of bad luck, man. Uh, <laughs> Amon Thompson got hurt as well, so you know two of the top five picks got hurt. Yeah, um, Miller looked pretty good. Um, had a double double his first game. Um, looked looked pretty good. Yeah, the Hornets are going to be good this year. They're going to have a great front court. But the guy who court. the guy who I was most impressed with of the rookies was Joe's favorite rookie. Go on. Magic point guard Anthony Black. <laughs> He's not my favorite rookie, but go on. Well, he plays for the Magic. Your favorite <laughs> I know. Team. Yeah, exactly. He's part of the family. That doesn't mean <laughs> my favorite rookie. But he, I'm telling you, he looked the part offensively, defensively at six seven at a point guard, um, which was you know unheard of years ago. He controls the game. Um, he he was talking out there playing defense. Um, he could be a sneaky, really good guy. Yeah. And the Magic with with. Uh, Banchero there could could be a team to to look out for in the next couple of years. Definitely going to cause some noise. Now I didn't watch any of it, but I did keep tabs on some of the stuff that's you know happening in the the summer league. I just haven't been glued to the TV as much. It is Tell nice me about Pat's tabs. Okay, it's not stats. You're planning, you're planning for a to me one of my fa- yeah to me one of my favorite uh, rookies this year is Amani Bates. Uh, come, I forget what college he came out. of. It was a very small college that he came out of, and he is doing tremendous on the Cavs. I think that the Cavaliers team is going to be very good this year if they can get rid of Jared Allen and kind of get a bigger man in there, a, a true big man in there. Um, I think the Cavs are going to do great. Um, I like Imani Bates. 
Um, I like uh, the Memphis Rockets and Eastern well. Michigan. Yes, it was. It's such a strange Go college. Mac. Yeah, um, Cam Whitmore for the for the, the Rockets. A huge fall. And you talked about top five at some point. Dropped to twenty. And doing well though, doing yeah. well, doing well in the summer league. I think the Rockets are going to be very productive this year and kind of take a step in the right direction of, you know, maybe next year, um, get another top ten player. Because I don't think they're going to be that good, but they're going to be pro- more productive than they were last year. Um, yeah, I, I, there's some really great up and coming athletes that are going to take the NBA to great heights in the future, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Last week, yes me for some buys yeah and this kind of ties in i think this is a great time to watch some of the second year guys so you know rookies everyone's like oh what's Wimbayana doing what's Mm -hmm. miller doing but a lot of these second year guys that may have not had the the year they wanted year one um they have the opportunity to show what they can do against other other young guys Mm -hmm. uh, and show that listen i'm i'm better than i was last year um Jamari Smith Jr. Yeah. Looked like looks amazing. Yeah, looks like the best player in the league. Somebody's asking, like, why are you out there? Dude, well, we <laughs> sucked last year, and I want to well, get they, some PT. After two year, after two games, they shut him down for the rest of it. They said, okay, we've seen enough. Um, <laughs> Thanks for making your point. <laughs> Got it. Thanks Keegan Murray um, from, okay, yeah. from Sacramento dropped 41 in, I think, his second game. Nice. Um, another piece for a Sacramento team that yeah. we, we talked about during the playoffs, surprised people on its way up. Um, they just locked up in Sabonis so that he could be a really good piece for them there. Uh, Jaden Ivy for the Pistons. Um, mm-hmm. He is so fast. Yeah. And with the ball in his hands, he just he just ex- accelerates by people. Isaiah Seward just signed like a four-year extension for the Pistons from Rochester. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friday's from Rochester. Right down the street. Yeah, went to Aquinas, um, I think. You talked about. Houston, like I said, Jabari Smith and Terry Easton look great. Yeah. But OKC, a team that no one expected to make the playoffs last year. Um, Chet Holmgren, we, we, we talked about him mm-hmm. as, a, as a guy coming back. Uh, Jalen Williams was an all-rookie last year. And then Trey Mann. Um, they have some really good young pieces. And um, they, they're still probably a couple of years away from really competing for a championship. But I see that team being a playoff team again. Um, just really good young pieces. Mm-hmm. Use those draft picks from all the trades and get rid of all those guys well um, and, and as a team to kind of watch out for. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. So speaking of those buys and sells, Tom, um, what do you got for us? So two two other real quick ones for the G League, or for the G League, Summer League, excuse me. Um, Max Christie mm-hmm. and Lester Queen, Queenones? No, was it? No, Lester Quiznos? No. Not Lester Quiznos. Quiones? <laughs> Quiones. Um, <laughs> Lester, um, Lester Quiznos. Yeah, Quiznos. Lester Quiznos. Quiznos subs. Um, those are – so Lester plays for Golden State. Yeah. Poole is gone. D- Defense Enzo's gone. Um, there could definitely be a hole in that rotation for him to step in. He's oh, been shooting really? the ball really well in the summer league. Yeah. Um, someone that people – probably not a household name, um, but has an opportunity to go. And another one is Max Christie. Um, Lakers Doug drafted. Christie? Max. No, no, related to Doug Christie? That I didn't look up, okay. so I, I don't know that answer. Um, I got this. Thank you. But he was a second-round pick of the Lakers last year. Yeah. And been balling out in, in the summer league. And I will tell you, and anyone in the, in the hobby will tell you, that if you are a Lakers player and you do well, 
Mr. Reeves, mm-hmm. um, people will buy your cards. And awesome he reading. looks like he could have a, a, a solid rotation spot. No. No. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Thought about it. Let's hope so. But my other NBA spy is another guy coming off injury is Mr. Kate Cunningham. I talked about Ivy at the Pistons. I think that team could do some really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, Cunningham is basically a, scores 25 points a game every time he plays. He's just got to stay healthy. Um, so he's a guy that I, I really like. I think his value is down because of because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a guy I would I would put on a, a firm buy. Um, guys, I'm selling. It's going to be some Pick surprises. Sell list, sell list, sell list, sell list. Sell your one by Anna autos now. Yeah. Really? Well, so here, here's the problem. Oh. Right now, it's a new product. They're just getting pulled. They're, these are the first ones out there. You're going to see them slowly taper off in price. Um, so what they're going for now, I think, is base. It's like, what, um, 1300 bucks or something? 12, yeah, $1,200. I would tell you it'll probably be that through the national. And then after the national, they're probably going to start tapering off. Once there's other products, Tops products with Wembayano Autos in there, that'll also drop the value. So if you listen, if you want to hold one because you, you think he's the real deal, go Going for nuts. it. But if you have seven or eight of them, you probably don't want to set on all of them. That's very interesting. Um, and the second, unfortunately, is Mr. Joker. Um, I, I don't know. He just does not get the love he deserves. The guy won two MVPs, just won the championship. Not a sexy player. And his and his values are already coming down. Yeah. Um, and by the time the season starts, they'll be down even further, unfortunately. And I don't know what the guy can do to really bring his value up. No idea. Other anymore. than what he's done. I don't think there is anything like, he can do anymore. His value should be right up there with Steph Curry, in my opinion, uh, for like his top autos. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not even close. No. So, sorry, Jokic, you deserve more love, but you're not getting it. <laughs> Just not one of those sexy collector's editions. Yeah. <laughs> big center who can shoot right. the ball. He's a big goofy guy who's yeah. really, 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 really good at basketball. Yeah. yeah. But apparently that's not gonna what are you no. gonna do? All right. <laughs> so we're kind of getting to the point where we're wrapping up. Um we got some stuff coming up because the national's coming up soon. We got products yeah. coming, right? Yeah. So we're gonna do a couple exclusive products for the national. Um next week's episode will be very, very national heavy. Yeah. Uh we'll touch a little bit about Dallas, which is this weekend coming up that Eric and Nick are going to. Yep. Uh but you're going to hear probably 35 of the 45 minutes talking about the national uh, things we'll be doing, um, things we buying, unless something crazy happens and maybe Joe Burrow and Herbert and they all signed huge extensions. We're talking about that. But, we're getting a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, love a good fist fight. But <laughs> next week we'll talk a ton about that. So stay tuned. We'll be talking a lot about, like I said, some exclusive products we're doing. Uh, we're probably doing a lot of giveaways, and I'll have information for that next week's episode yeah we'll get there for that so that brings us to final thoughts as we're getting oh man we're getting really good at this 45 minute thing uh patrick you know what's been getting a lot of attention recently is malort oh yeah yeah go on has been seeing that at all no even drake oh yeah i have you know drake took a picture of a bottle and put it online can we can we preface this for people who don't know the backstory so malort is a liquor gasoline gasoline essentially made from Chicago. It's a Chicago-based liquor or gasoline. Liqueur. <laughs> it's a liqueur. It's It can't be a liqueur because it tastes like gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Liqueurs are actually <laughs> – maybe it's a gasoline-flavored liqueur. liqueur. It's licorice-flavored gasoline. Uh, that, uh, that makes sense. 
So it is a Chicago-based liqueur, and it tastes like death, and it will make you fight your dad <laughs> if you drink too much of it. It will make you believe that yeah. you're Superman and probably want to fight everybody. It's trash. It's just rubbing alcohol with vanilla in it. <laughs> so, so a few years back at a Chicago National, um, the crew found out about Malort at a bar, oh. decided to have a shot of Malort, and then found out about all the sayings, as Patrick said. Um, the nut, Drink Malort the night you want to fight your dad. Yep. Drink Malort, making taste buds taste foes. <laughs> um, t- uh, Malort when you want to unfriend somebody in person. Right. Look these up. Yeah, Go look great. up Malort sayings. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, but has now become a staple of parties in Chicago. Um, in Chicago. Mostly. And bringing bottles back and doing mean things to your friends and having shots of it. Yeah. And so Drake ironically took a picture of it. I'm sure Malort was just like, thank God. <laughs> Those, the, you could have given Drake a, a pick of any liquor bottle in the entire world. And he actually went with Malort and was like, Chicago likes this stuff. So if you haven't and you want to fight your dad or unfriend one of your friends in, in public, go ahead and grab yourself a bottle of Malort and you're yeah, – your life will be changed. Yeah, the national is in Chicago, so you'll have that opportunity. In yeah, two short weeks. I'm sure they have it in Rosemont. Oh, they do. Oh, that's just got to be absolutely disgusting. I will never ever try that again. So yeah, <laughs> what are you about? We got some in the other room. We'll go try right after. No, this. I've been there, not doing it. <laughs> Tom, your final thought. So mine's gonna be a little off the cuff. It's gonna be a little movie talk. You, you? get out. Of here. Um, so obviously, just saw we saw Spider Man. I saw the Flash, uh, and now. Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, Oppenheimer, Transformers is out. Haven't seen that yet. Ninja Turtles, Barbie, which is supposed to be fantastic. Strays, The Meg 2, Blue Beetle, Dran Turismo. So there's all these great movies coming out in this middle of the summer. I know July is blockbuster season for movies, but I live in Buffalo. It is nice three months a year, maybe four months. I want to do things outside. I don't want to be going to the movies all the time, though I love the movies. Please, release all these awesome movies in November, in December, in January, where I don't want to be outside, and I want to be in there somewhere warm and can watch a movie. That is all. I don't know how to break this to you, but nobody cares. I know. <laughs> they I do wanted, not care. I just wanted, I this my didn't expect him to say Barbie. That was good. <laughs> I didn't, that movie was great. It was I, listen, amazing. Listen, I, that was not on my list of movies to see, and everything I hear is that it's hysterical. So... Maybe I have I to mean, see it. Ryan Gosling's in it. How could it not be good? Will yeah, Ferrell? He's just so pretty. Stop. I don't. I mean, we're not look at we're the not screen when this. he's on there. He's such a stud. This is why Ashley hates listening. Stop yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to her. Um, so anyway, yeah, so my final thought is just uh, we kind of talked about the Nashville show earlier, and it was just a lot of fun, like walking around stuff. It's been a minute since we've kind of just, for me anyway, that I've done like a walking show with Tom or with anybody, honestly. And I just forget how many, like how many friends that have come into my life because of like this hobby and what we do. And I was really, I was really grateful just hanging out with like even King of Cards, Kyle, but like Jason or like somebody like new Jason's Kyle, where like, he's like, Hey, I listen to the show every week. So shout out to Kyle. Like, great. Thank you for listening. I love that yeah, stuff. Thanks Kyle. You know, hanging out with Lance and Farley and just Terrence and like everybody that we just, constantly talk. I'm going to be forgetting people. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't remember you all, but there's just so many cool people that we get to talk to. And this job has just afforded us so many opportunities to meet really cool, interesting people around, around the country, around the world even. And it's pretty cool. So 
that's all. It's just I'm grateful for what I get to do. That's a real easy one. Yeah. It, as Joe said, not to piggyback on your final thought and doing final, final thought. But, but here we are. <laughs> but, yeah, it that is one of the greatest perks about this. Is people. The people that we beat. Um, and we, we laugh that, you know, the bar is the second second office. But the number of people that you see the show, you meet at the show, and then you ran, run into them at a bar, you have a drink, you talk more about cards and and learn more about them, and you really create these relationships. Uh, it's where it, what it's about. And as Joe said, thankful for tons of relationships in this hobby. Um, looking forward to making more relationships. Um, not sure my liver can handle more, but we'll it's, find a way. It Frankie hasn't shut down yet. Fine. You're fine. No, he really almost died. Like you should well, probably did. watch the show. He did. Anyway. No, I did. Go to, all right, cool. But anyway, uh, yeah, like we got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Again, shout out to all those people we were talking about. Shout out to Frank because he complains about not getting a shout out, even though he listens every week. And uh, well, keep listening and we'll keep doing them. So thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.